Welcome to WTBU News Today. I'm Mia McCarthy. Boston has been hot and sunny lately. Temperatures Tuesday are expected to reach a high of 88 degrees and a low of 69 degrees, with the rest of the week looking cloudy and stormy. Christina Melhorn is here now to report on Boston University's Back to BU virtual meetings. Boston University has been hosting a series of Back to BU virtual Zoom meetings to answer questions about what the upcoming fall will look like. The first three meetings, which happened on Thursday and Friday, focused on the College of Arts and Sciences and the Questrom School of Business. According to survey data, BU expects 75 to 80 percent of undergrads to return to campus in the fall. With students returning to campus, the university said that the new health protocols are, as Dean Elmore put it, non-negotiables, and that students can be asked to leave campus if they do not comply. BU said that for now, there will be no extra charge for isolation or quarantining on campus for on-campus residents. Students living in off-campus housing will not have the option to quarantine on campus. The university did not give clear information about quarantine protocols for students coming to campus from COVID hotspots, but encouraged those students to self-quarantine for as long as possible in the two weeks leading up to the start of classes. Although most classes said BU will be in a hybrid format, some will be completed fully online. Faculty are still working out how their classes will take place this upcoming fall. The university said it plans to post a plethora of online resources for students, which include a tool on Student Link where students can indicate whether or not they plan to attend classes fully online, and a web page created by the International Students and Scholars Office with updated information on the services provided to students during the pandemic. For more specifics, the recordings of past meetings can be found posted to YouTube. In Western Massachusetts, I'm Christina Malhorn for WTBU News. Joining us now is Megan Forsyth with a new Massachusetts police reform bill. The Massachusetts House of Representatives released their own police reform bill on Sunday. The bill includes a police certification process, standardized testing across the state, and makes officer discipline records more easily available to the public. However, advocates have spoken out about a section of the bill directing marijuana tax towards law enforcement training programs. Shalene Title, the commissioner of the Massachusetts Cannabis Control Commission, said, quote, Where are the funds for communities of color promised in this law? End quote. According to a Boston Globe analysis, tens of millions of dollars in marijuana tax revenue went undistributed to the programs the law stated it was supposed to support. The programs include funding for police training and services for economically disadvantaged people in communities disproportionately impacted by high rates of arrest and incarceration for marijuana offenses. Title said, quote, I invite Massachusetts legislators to collaborate with regulators and communities to ensure funding flows as promised under our law, end quote. I'm Megan Forsyth reporting from Orange County, California. And now we'll head over to Dee Dee Hoyt for a story about a new coronavirus relief package. Top Republicans in Congress will meet on Monday to determine the specifics of a new coronavirus relief package, as the previous bill is set to expire at the end of the month. Republican Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and other Republicans have been prepared to roll out a $1 trillion relief package, but the Trump administration criticized allocations to testing and insisted on making additional adjustments. McConnell's original proposal was also set to include $75 billion to help schools reopen, reduced benefits for unemployment, and a new stimulus check, among other allotments. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi unequivocally opposed reducing funding for testing and said that any move to block testing was, quote, beyond ignorance, unquote. 
McConnell plans to speak with Democrats about the bill, saying that the Senate needs bipartisan support to pass it. From Washington, D.C., I'm Didi Hoyt for WTBU News. Next, a story regarding the New England Aquarium reopening from Jane Avery. On Thursday, the New England Aquarium, located in Boston, Massachusetts, reopened to the public, allowing visitors back with maintenance of social distancing procedures and required mask wearing for everyone involved. In some cases, the aquarium is going above and beyond to ensure the safety of visitors, limiting occupancy to 15%, even though the state of Massachusetts is allowing up to 40% occupancy. The aquarium said they were starting at low numbers to make sure they get everything right, an example of how safety is their top priority. To increase space within the building, some benches have been moved out to make hallways more spacious for visitors and staff while also not reducing the visitor experience. Almost all exhibits will open with some exceptions. The cafe will be closed, although visitors will be able to bring their own snacks or drinks with them. Visitors will still be required to book tickets online with reservation times booked 20 minutes apart, though guests are encouraged to stay as long as they want. The aquarium will be structured in a one-way flow type movement with guests all moving in the same direction past the exhibits and hand sanitizer will be available at numerous locations. The New England Aquarium was shut down for a total of 11 weeks due to the effects of the pandemic and is reopened under stage three of Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker's reopening plan being cleared for Boston. Despite the closing down of the aquarium, some essential workers still had to take care of the thousands of animals and sea creatures the aquarium houses, ensuring they were able to make it through the shutdown. In Weston, Connecticut, I'm Jane Avery for WTBU News. Finally, an update from Inyong Kim about a new vaccine development in the UK. The experimental COVID-19 vaccine developed by the UK's Oxford University researchers has shown immune response from people who got the shot, according to a research published in the journal Lancet. Last April, the British researchers started the first testing among 1,000 adults between the ages of 18 and 55. Director of Jenner Institute at Oxford, Dr. Adrian Hill said the results show neutralizing antibodies, preventing the virus from getting into the body, and T-cell contributing to the immune system and destroying infected cells. According to the interview with BBC, Professor Andrew Pollard from the Oxford Research said he is pleased to publish the results. Professor Sarah Gilbert, also from the University of Oxford, said the early outcome holds promises. Researchers will test about 10,000 people from the UK, 30,000 Americans, 5,000 Brazilians, and 2,000 South Africans. Still, some side effects such as fever and headaches were appealed among the testers, but the paracetamol could manage the side effects, researchers said. The UK ordered 100 million doses of the vaccine. In Newton, Massachusetts, I'm Inyoung Kim for WTBU News. That's it for this edition of WTBU News Today. Be sure to tune into our full program every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern over on WTBU Radio. On behalf of Gabriela Lopez, Hannah Yoshinaga, Amanda Schneider, Grace Ferguson, and Lily Kepner, I'm Mia McCarthy reporting from Boston, Massachusetts for WTBU News.